1: back baby it's the horns up talking texas podcast nick crider alexander Tassopoulos, and the Quan cosby get your horns up coming off a of bye week the texas longhorns are facing the houston cougars yes we did suffer a loss from ou but that's in the past we do foresee ourselves playing against them if we run the table and if ou runs the table i mean that's probably gonna end up being what the conference championship is but q coming out of a bye week coming off of a loss the week before a bye week what are the things that, you know, you tell a locker room to get prepared and get refocused for a team like Houston who hasn't been the best team this season but has squeaked out squeaked a couple wins in, you know, in their schedule?
0: Yeah, dude, man, I, it's you never want to use, lose Oklahoma. We all know that. We talked about it last week, but um what that does is make it really easy to practice your guys pretty hard. Um we had some injuries, so you got to be careful. You have to do it strategically, but I think the guys are fired up. Um, there's no, in my opinion, there's no way in H double hockey sticks. There's going to be that trap game in Houston. Um, mm-hmm. They saw what happened with West Virginia, who was also undefeated in, the, well, who was undefeated in the Big Twelve at the time. Um, but it also allows you to kind of self reflect. You know, you watch film after every game, after every practice. But after a loss, you can coach a little bit harder. You can see where, you know, they um, attack you and and or you know, where you just have weaknesses. And I know they talk about it a lot in Austin, and we talked about it as well. Getting on the one-yard line and not scoring, that's a big issue. But when you have two weeks to prepare or a week to kind of really go back and and see where you can grow and get better, I think it was worse than what we thought. You know, what I've heard, and I mean, we're like 120-something in the red zone. Like that's unacceptable for a team with that many weapons. Yeah, and so that's what bye weeks do. They let you. I know I listened to Sark this week, and he said, "Oh, I'm looking at the play caller. I'm looking at the sequences. I'm looking at the alignments and all of the above." I'm a little old school, and I think when you put the big boys in there, you're on the one. You should run them over and freaking score a touchdown. And we didn't do that. Especially again, Jonathan Brooks is one of the best backs in the country. So there's so many layers. Then something's going wrong in that. So long way of saying i think um there's a lot of growth uh self-reflection um and quite frankly just doing and making adjustments to get better especially and specifically in the red zone
1: yeah and not only does a bye week provide longer rest periods for players more preparation but i think coming out of bye week i mean as a player you can attest to this that you're just hungry to get back out on the field you know like you're, you're playing with a little bit more you know, ferocity and you just, you're excited to be out there. It's kind of like back in week one where you're you're getting on the field for the first time. I mean, as Texas fans, like seeing ourselves being so good this year, right? Five and one number eight in the nation, pretty awesome that we had a bye week and still moved up in the rankings from eight from nine to eight. Um, But, you know, I'm, I'm itching, you know, last Saturday I was, I was bummed out that we have nothing to watch, but you know, I feel like these players probably felt the same thing. You know, I think they probably went and enjoyed themselves in Austin a little bit. They had ACL to go, you know, keep themselves entertained. Hopefully no one got into trouble and, you know, no one got sick or too messed up. But, um, yeah, hitting the field for the first time in, in two weeks, you know, I feel like just you got to feel good about, um, you know, your players, you know, getting back in the groove and getting back in the wind column.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh you know, the, the Texas Longhorns have not been efficient in the red zone, as you mentioned, Q. And it's, it mirrors the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys, who have also been one of the most inefficient teams in the red zone as well. Uh, go figure they also have a bye week this week after they had uh, a close win against uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. But
0: it's, <laughs> <Nick>. it's, it's <laughs> eerie. Chargers. Yeah. Chargers uh, it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Serious. I'm, the Cowboys almost charged that. That was like, a couple of pretenders that game looked like, you know um, just as far as whether or not they're Super Bowl caliber teams, but um, it's what you do. You go and you correct what your mistakes are and you, and you fix some of the issues Um, guys get healthy, which is great. I I like that this game is on the road. Um, I think that'll, that'll help us, you know, Dana Holgerson and that they're going to try and do some things on offense. You know, they don't have an OC. They're similar to us in that capacity. Um, he likes to take on the play calling, just like Steve does, just like Sark does. Um, and I think it's it'll be a nice challenge and opportunity for us to to start back after the bye week, running the football and with our defense making a true impact in this game. Like that's that's what I'm really keyed in on. Um, but I think you know with with our weapons available, with JT healthier, right? Like our red zone opportunities and our chances get a lot better automatically. And he wasn't at full health in that Oklahoma game. Um, so with JT, with with AD, with Xavier Worthy and Jonathan Brooks, and said be getting healthy as well. I think we have all of our red zone options available to us. Of course, Jay Witt. You know, we we love him, um, but he's more of a he's more of a middle of the field type of guy as we're making that drive. But who knows? He'll probably catch two touchdowns now that I just said that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's going to be good for us to kind of take it one game at a time but continue to tune up this offense, which before the OU game, I said we had not seen the best of our offense yet, especially from a pass attack standpoint. So they're going to try and throw the ball on us. Um, but I think we just do what we do. Time of possession, run the football, and then uh, try and get Quinn out of there by the by the end of the third quarter. That's my goal. <laughs> Seriously.
1: Yeah. I, I, I agree. We've definitely not seen the best of our offense, I and mean, we haven't put up more than 40 points in a game all season and you know we've played not that's so you know, hard
0: to kind of realize that yeah score 40 with our weapons
1: i mean like back in the day like texas hanging 60 50 like that's a normal thing and especially if it's a team that's supposed to make it run you know um obviously bama OU, like good defenses but i mean how are we not scoring over 40 against rice how are we not scoring over 40 against wyoming same thing with baylor i mean our defense shows up for all these games but I really want to see them break out and and hang, you know, a 50, 60 piece. And this Houston team, it's very doable because West Virginia put 39 on them last week. They barely squeaked that one off. That was a crazy game that we were talking about over text. Um, Texas Tech week before that put 49 on them. Rice put 43 on them. So, I mean, we should be able to to score on this team and get that offense really clicking.
0: Yeah, no, I I totally agree, man. And that's the the wild thing about it. Going back to this bye week saying, what's happening? Our defense has been balling. Our defense, again, I mean, hell, they turn it over and they hold them to three. So our defense is giving them, well, I take that back. One of the issues is, I know the one game we kept muffing freaking punts and kicks, but it's just really, I think we've been so damn good, we've overcome a lot of that. Until we didn't. Until we ran into another top ten team. And if we're going to call ourselves or want to get to that level of elite, we can't do that. We have to do better. We have to grow. We have to figure out where we're going. And I think that's what this bye week certainly helped. I remember we were talking in the beginning of the season before it all started, and it's wild that we're this. You know, we're six, seven games in, and we're saying, "Oh well, you know, this. De- what's up with our offense?" I remember saying the receiving core. On paper, they're the best. Maybe you know, especially one through six. To ever be in the locker room, but they have to prove it. And that's where we are. We haven't proved it yet. You know, on paper, it looks the part. Our own line improved and all the above. The one thing that, in my opinion, from an offensive standpoint, that we have done that may not have been, I guess, pro- project was Brooks. That dude's balling. Yeah. I mean, he's freaking top two, three back. And, and, and maybe that factors into the, you know, the pass game and all the above, but not really. Hell it, play action is Quinn's pretty damn good at it. Now we just need to figure out the better way and the best way to execute the, the pass game like we, we have. I and mean, we started like freaking Usain Bolt on offense last year in the couple in the Sark's first couple of years. So now we fixed the fourth quarter and we're starting like some Donkey Kong or Mario Kart. You now, like we gotta figure out how to put it all together. And hopefully yeah. this week uh gave them some insight and some put you know put in some work to 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 make that correction because we still have yet to play a complete game. We yeah, had right? that many turnovers and they still took a last minute drive for them to beat us. So we are we can be and are that good. We just got to just dig a little bit deeper, make a few more adjustments and uh get to where we're in that complete game form. And if we do that, like you started it off with Nick, if we do that, there should be a replay rematch in the big 12 championship and I mean the storylines that will happen if that works itself out
1: yeah 100 and shout out to Jonathan Brooks getting a mid-season all-American nod by ESPN I mean we we know how special he is and it's awesome that the rest of the country's being able to see that I mean
0: Bro, I don't add... know if he was preseason all big 12 and now he's getting that nod
1: nope was not for sure I mean we might have another doke Walker award winner mm-hmm. this season you know I mean he's he's putting up insane numbers and that just is it a classic case of a guy sitting behind Bijan Robinson, you know, a guy who goes in the first round, he's a generation running back, but uh, yeah, I mean, I love seeing Jay Brooks, you know, get all the love. And I really hope that he continues to do this and, you know, getting the run game going again against Houston is going to be huge and key here, especially against, you know, a really shaky team like Houston. So let's talk about some takeaways and, and some things that we're looking for in this game. Um, toss you, start us off cue. Then I'll go on the offensive side of the ball.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, we said it already, right? It's, it's about Brooks. It's about this running game and, and starting early. And I think that doesn't mean that we have to take deep shots down the field mm-hmm. and hit one for 70 yards over the top on our first offensive drive. Um, I'd like to see said involved in this game as well. Um, I mean, we're talking about JB going into week one of this season. Like it, it wasn't his position, Really, like it was. Oh, he didn't even start the season. That's what I'm saying. Like he was going to be split between he and said B. Said B was probably going to be the starter, and that just goes to show you have to be ready when a guy goes down on it, you know, due to injury, which always happens in college football, NFL, you name it, high school. You have to be ready to step up, and and Jonathan Brooks was ready to step up. So even more, just kudos to him for being ready mentally um, to take on the mantle and and do what he does and trust his talent. But uh, you know, I'd love to see. Us just run all over them for 250 plus yards collectively as a team. Um, over the bye week, Sark was really complimentary about Savion Red and that package that we have with him uh and, and that Wildcat. And, and of course, you've got Jaden Blue, too, who's you know, he, he's averaging five yards a carry as well. He's been quite productive at times during the season. So um I just, just want to see that rushing yards just up, up, up. And uh, you know, we're we're favored by 23 and a half points in this game. And we probably will have to put up 40 plus points if we want to cover that. Uh, Maybe not because our defense is so stout, but let's do it anyway. Let's put up 40 plus points and let's run for 250 plus yards against this team.
0: Yeah. Q. Well, if we run for 250, then we need 600 yards of offense because this Houston's defense is suspect and especially their secondary. I mean, really all the above. Their defense is like really Bottom ten in the country, so yep. I, I I'm with you on the run, the, the run offense, and and what Brooks have done. But a game like this, Quinn's confidence coming off a tough week, he had a couple of turnovers. I want to see him get back in the mix. I want to see four touchdowns. Uh, I want I want to see you know again. We got a healthy Sanders. Go him. Mitchell didn't have one last week. Get him back in the mix. Worthy. Let's go deep on them. And, and then, last but not least, Sark talked a lot about not playing Jonathan – I mean, not Jonathan Brooks, but my Jonte man Cook. – Cooks. Cook. the yep. freshman. L- let's see him go off. Let's see his speed. Jontae, let's go. So, really – and, of course, my bias. I always for my boy Jay Witt to catch him about six, seven balls. And so, I think if you're doing that and, – and, and this is a crazy piece. I don't think we're talking crazy. I think we can run for 250 and throw for 350. It's just where how explosive our offense can be. I just want to put it to put it all together from an offensive standpoint. So yeah, you know I, I like that. Jay Brooks, couple of touchdowns. Quinn throws for four, and um, I, I'm gonna like where we are if all that works itself out. Yeah,
1: and just to piggyback off that, I mean Quinn in the OU week, he tripled his his interception ratio now, and he's got three picks now this season through two again. So I think he had a fumble as well. So I'd really like him to see not to turn the ball over. You know, clean slate all around. Nice, you know, completion percentage. Um, but a lot of that also relies on the offensive line. I really want them to give him a clean pocket all game long. Hopefully he doesn't get hit too many times, no sacks. Um, Cause they got bullied around by the, uh by the D line that, that OU, you know, threw at us and wasn't really something that I expected because I, I we always praised our O line, right. Being big boys, you know, it's a young group, but they're strong and there's probably a couple of first round draft picks in there. So really kind of want them to get back in the mix and, uh, keep them clean on the defensive side. um, I'd like to see the linebackers kind of take more control of the game as well. I think that was one of the weaknesses in the OU game. Um, Just kind of a lot of miscommunication. Um, They look kind of lost at times in the past game. Um, the run stopping was great, but you know, this Houston team definitely airs it out. So I'd like to see them kind of, you know, switch more and, and be able to kind of cover the the running backs out the backfield and, and attack those slant routes. Um, I mean, I think the highlight of our defense last week was our, was our secondary, which is kind of not usually the case for us. You know, we always have a ferocious front seven, but, um, getting the, the big boys more involved and, and letting them kind of take control, getting a couple of sacks on the defensive side would be nice. What about you guys?
0: I think OU uh, exposed a little bit of something. And, and, and really, traditionally, we run the hell out of the ball. We do well. But what was a little weird with this go-around was they they actually still didn't run the ball that great with their running backs. Mm-mm. But it was their quarterback, and, and it was called plays. I mean, Dylan Gabriel, fake, and then took it and, you know, led yeah. with the line. One of the reasons Ford didn't have his best game, is that running back was taking him on and Dylan Gabriel took off. Now, that was probably seven, well, maybe eight scheduled. And then, of course, if if his guys were covered, like you said, our secondary had a really good day, actually. Uh, He took off and and made us look pretty silly from that standpoint, too. So um, that's always been a weird kind of kryptonite, in my opinion, in the last, like, freaking 10 years of running quarterbacks killing us. And again, let's be real. That's that's universal, you know. That's, yeah. that's, that's Now, nobody out here is Lamar Jackson, but that's the reason he just got the contract he did. And, and even freaking Pat Mahomes, he'll get his good fifty or sixty a game. That's perfectly timed. But um, just being able, just but it takes discipline from my standpoint. You know, really as great as Michael Vick was, Michael Vick got stopped because of the discipline of the teams he was playing. And so, just getting back to that that form. Defense taking it very personal what OU did to them and just going crazy on this offense that is good I mean they like to throw it over the top and mm-hmm. and we saw that in the, in the crazy game in West Virginia they're not afraid to air it out
1: yeah and, and so, Donovan um, Smith their quarterback is really talented I mean he, dude, he, he can
0: go I mean and and he can go and so really uh and, and by the way they, they I know we talk about backup quarterback and all that but they face some pretty damn good quarterbacks and and dylan and, and jt and, and some of these of course old boy alabama who's proven to be a lot damn better than people want yeah. to give him credit for so they just need to get back to that form where they're controlling that um i'm not saying that they kind of start looking at the social media and the love they were getting and and and, and took that 49-0 effort the previous year in the dallas but Maybe they did, and, and now they're pissed off, and they can get back to, especially from a defensive standpoint, they can get back to form because they, before that game, they were one of the top, you know, five defenses in the country, and they got a lot to prove on a really good offense to get back to that, uh, well, at least get that respect back.
1: Yeah, no, no doubt. Dylan Gabriel was very impressive, in my opinion. I mean best quarterback we've seen he entered the Heisman conversation I mean it's still a big gap between Michael Penix Jr. and the rest of the 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 pack but um Dylan Gabriel at least put himself I think in top five um in odds for for Heisman toss defensive takeaway what are you looking for here
2: yeah I think just cleaning up the the tackling um and converting our pressure into sacks right those are the two things that I'm looking for yeah I thought that we had our poorest tackling game against the Oklahoma Sooners. Um, And I think that if we can clean that up, we can look better there and we can, and I can see that we address that in the bye week you know, that's going to make me, it's going to give me a lot more comfort for this team going forward. Um, I don't think we're going to face offensive skill players or a quarterback that are better than what our defense can present facing up against that the you know the the team the opposing team's offenses that we have on the remainder of the schedule and i think we should i want to see us win every single week in that way i want to see us you know sack the quarterback more than two times a game i want to see us not miss any tackles um to, to leave no doubt right every single game and i think you know a lot of that will be it'll be cool to see hills snap count go up week after week after week I want to see him make a name for himself on our defense and continue to do that Mm -hmm. he was one of my standouts in that game against Oklahoma I thought he played with a lot of poise and a a lot of maturity for a freshman Mm -hmm. and I expect him to continue to grow and to continue to impress um as did a guy like you know Harold Perkins last year on LSU started slow but then he got really hot at the rest at the end of the season everyone was talking about him and I think I think Anthony Hill can be in that same conversation um yeah, I think with the running quarterback, it's just it's about missing tackles, right? Because a lot of times their offensive line and running back or whoever they have back there at tight ends are lining up with our front six, front five, whoever it is. And then we have one guy who has to make that tackle on the quarterback when he gets out of the pocket and he tries to take it upfield. And if you miss that tackle you're in a position where you're the rest of your guys are downfield your DBs are are on their assignment right and and at that point like yeah he's going to get 10 15 20 yards or on that one long run that Gabriel had where he got 35 or whatever it was so um it's I, I think just the missing tackles is is something that that's the only thing I'm really looking for yeah for
1: sure um all time Texas is 16 Seven and two against the Houston Cougs since they started playing in 1953. Last time we've played them was 2002. As Toss alluded to earlier, the line for this game is 23 and a half in favor of Texas. What are our predictions here,
0: Toss? Dude, oh, you go, Toss? No, you go, you go, Q. Go. Well, no, man, that, I, you know what, Nick, man, that's the thing, bro. I get it. They did have a big game versus West Virginia, and that meant a lot. Hell, that meant a lot to Dana Hogerson. Let's be real here. Uh, You you know, it's funny. I'm so surprised national media didn't talk more about that being his former squad. Yep. And then him beating him in the fashion that he did. Um, I'm sure he had a very fun night um, (laughs) afterwards. But, um, no, man, with Texas, two things. We always talk about they're going to get everyone's best. Well, the Big 12 is having a rough year. So they're really going to get even more because that that exit, and, and as people say, you know, I heard Oklahoma saying, you know, people are talking smack, and they're like, listen, we're going to see you all again. They're like, that's okay. We got the last one in the Big 12, and that's what you're going to get. As crazy as that is, as craziest game, you know, probably if all works itself out, they're going to see each other again. But what that meant for them getting the last one in the Big 12, you know, what it meant for us, they didn't have a great season to get the last one on A&M. They're gonna get everybody's best, and coaches who maybe—I mean, I get it—they beat West Virginia, but Hogerson, in my opinion, is still on a hot seat. You know, he—he—he he oh, yeah. have a rough season I, for the rest of it. I think he—I think he's
2: on record saying a fan came up to me and said, "You can win every single game, but if you beat Texas, you deserve to stay."
0: Exactly. That, that's, that's it. The that's how right? they feel. Yeah, that's yeah. how they feel. So. We, we better be disciplined because they're going to throw everything under the sun out like we always talk yep. about. They're going to play all these cats from Houston, a little bit of a lot of bit of chip on their shoulder because they're not wearing the burnt orange. And so I, I think that said, they, we better be ready for it. That they, they're going to they're going to come out with that same sense of urgency, which blew my mind that we didn't match it for a couple of quarters in Dallas. But they're going to come out with that same energy that they're going to try to be more physical. Uh, So I say all that to say, like I said, I want four passing touchdowns, a couple of running. Um, I think we're going to have a breakout game. Um, I I think I'm – and I haven't called it – I think 49-17. to Oh, wow. That's a big one. I'm going to go
1: in a similar – kind of line but i'm gonna go 53 i think we're gonna crack 50 53 21 okay and I,
2: yeah and the over under is 61 and a half in this game so q what'd you say 49 17 so you're, yeah, got, you're going yeah. over nick's yep, yeah. going I over it. i will go texas covers the spread but the over does not hit i think we're gonna win this game 45 to 10 oh and the one thing i do want to point out about us not having a 40 plus point game because of the rule changes with the clock in college football, I think we've been in a position where we were because we do run the ball a lot and against some of the teams that we played, like when Wyoming played us the third quarter, they had the ball for almost 10, 11 of those total 15 minutes, right? Because they wanted to keep the ball out of our hands. Um, the only way we get that 40 plus, 50 plus that we want is if we score early, but we just had the bye week. So if we can't execute in the first quarter, yeah. I'm going to be
0: scratching my head and being like, well, what were we working on? Because oh, dude, that's my point. I get what you're about to say, but I'm like, dude, we just had a bye week And yeah. by the way, the other top 10 teams, they're putting up fifties and sixties. Yeah.
2: Right. No excuse. Yeah. There's, there's, we don't have a lot of excuses if we can't put up 40 on this team um, and, and really just wipe the floor with them. So, 45 my prediction. Um, let's get up early on them, and like I said, get Quinn out of there for the fourth quarter. I want to see some Malik action. I, I want to see our other guys get some run. I want to see Jontae Cook get 100 yards because he stays cool. in in the fourth quarter and catches a deep ball late in the game, right? like Get him involved early, but then make sure that he hammers him home late. Um, right. Yeah. That's, and that's you take care of business like. the
0: way you do, even though you got a healthier JT. If he can just get even a little more break on that baby in the fourth quarter, he gets that much more. help. It's just so many things right. that could work itself out. If you go to be in the business. fourth,
2: right. Getting good reps, right.
0: Can, yes. At, all of it. All now of he still it. needs to stay healthy because he's gotten yeah. plenty of touches. If he can keep himself in the game. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think we're the only team in the top 10 um, thus far who has not scored over 40 points. So, um it's time for us to get in that column and and, and score uh that many points. Um Horns up talking Texas podcast. Let's get a win against Houston and let's head into BYU 6 and 1 and hopefully moving up in the rankings. Nick Kreider, Alexander Sapples and Decon Cosby. Horns up baby.
0: Hook him. Hook em, baby.